0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Lives, the one and only show on the internet where we dare to talk about things like pop culture, movies, television, Game of Thrones, Song of some Fire, Lovecraft Country, Avatar The Last Airbender, Star Wars, Star Trek, etc. and so forth. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net, and I am here with Mia Johnson of fansheaded.com. And this week, oh, sorry. Yes. You were saying, Mia? You were saying hello? I was saying hello. <laughs> Yay. And this week, um, a special guest, Amanda Mullen, an um, occasional wick writer. Amanda, what else do you do around, or, or, around the Fan side of network?
1: Uh, so I am a site expert for our Culture S segment, and then, as Dan already mentioned, I write for Winter is Coming pretty often, so good mixture of both. Exactly.
0: And I wanted to have you on this week because there's been a lot of buzz lately about a show that I really loved when I first saw it like a, a bunch of years back, Avatar The Last Airbender, which was this kind of epic three-season animated show on Nickelodeon, um, high fantasy, East Asian-inspired, perfectly paced, really, really good series that is getting a Netflix remake that is being um, kind of a, a huge revival right now because it was put on Netflix. And I was all prepared today to talk to you about... Why we think it's endured so much Why we enjoy it What we're looking forward to And then, literally earlier today Something close to a disaster struck When uh, Michael Dante DiMartino The creator of the show Wrote an open letter to fans Saying, hey guys, bad news Me and the other creator Brian Kometsko Sorry if I said that name wrong are leaving the netflix show we're not going to be involved in it we had creative differences our visions don't match i think there was one line was like maybe it'll be good but it won't be what we thought it was going to (laughs) be and i i I know right it's the ultimate like kind of subtle shade and i think we have to start with that now We, we we can't start positive we have to start with (laughs) The Avatar, Last Airbender Bender creators were going to make this great new live-action Netflix show, and now they've both walked away from it and kind of disowned it on their way out. Amanda, what was your reaction to this news when you read it today?
1: Oh my god, I mean, I think I jammed you back and was like, no, why? But, um... I'm just so disappointed and especially I think it would be one thing if it was like, oh, hey, this is because of COVID or this is because we have other projects. But like you said, there's like the subtle shade of this isn't what we wanted to do. So Uh, I have to uh, wonder what was it Netflix on board with, you know, and what are we getting then?
0: I know. And it's just it was so baffling to me. By the way, let's break quickly to say hello to everybody in the chat. Hey, for watching. Hey, Julie. Good to see you. Hey, Christian, everybody else. Feel free to share us your comments, and if you want to, go review Take the Black Live on iTunes. Give it 20 million stars, as many as possible. Um, yeah, it was so weird because this show has been getting press lately because since it got on Netflix, it's like broken viewership records. It has like found this whole new kind of wave of younger fans who didn't watch it when it was on in like the 2000s and who are now coming for the first time, and they're, like, writing Avatar, Last Airbender musicals in their spare time on TikTok. They're, like, making all this new fan art. Like, they they don't only have new fans, they have passionate new fans, which is so key. And I was like, oh, this this is perfect timing. They're making a remake. They're getting these new people. It's perfect. And then along comes this announcement, which is definitely has the undertone of, we're not involved in it, and it's Netflix's fault for trying to... Um, Horn in on our vision. And yeah, I, 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 I do wonder what it was. My first thought was back to the M. Night Shyamalan movie mm-hmm. he made in 2010, I, I want to say 10, um, which was a live-action movie that just got reamed by the press and fans for casting white actors in Asian roles, for casting bad white actors in Asian roles, um, <laughs> for having terrible special effects for just being bad all around. like I wondered if there was that kind of wrong-headed decision. Mm. Like, maybe- I mean, I feel like, how
1: could they do that after seeing the reaction to the movie? I mean, that yeah. you know, people were quiet about how they felt about that movie, so I feel like if it's something like that, then Netflix is kind of just asking for trouble. But also, I feel like Netflix isn't the type to whitewash its content or- Yeah, I wouldn't think so you know, exclude people from its television series. So I don't, I don't know. That wasn't really what I had thought, but like you said, I mean, it's built so much popularity and this is a completed series where they kind of knew what they were getting into. So I can't imagine what else it
0: could be. I mean, maybe the creators had like some kind of crazy new vision they wanted to do. (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, yeah. What if it's the last airbender, but it's set on Mars this time something like really bizarre and like it's the, the fact is like we don't really have the details All right, and yeah. I certainly hope someone comes forward and starts talking because I am burning with curiosity Yeah, um, I want
2: at... I was gonna ask do you know if the original creators were attached to the film that came out? Oh. No. Okay, so Not they weren't attached to that no. So it kind of feels like they, they had finally their opportunity to make their passion project, but it's kind of like Netflix has more say over it than them, which I feel really bad for, like if they have to, uh, unless like Dan said, they had you know some sort of grand idea where they're going to take it and make it who knows what, but it's kind of sad to hear. <laughs> it's
0: definitely yeah. sad to hear.
1: And kind oh. of strange because like I said, it's not like Game of Thrones where you know nobody knew what the ending was when this started yeah. and they would like oh here's this crazy idea like if they're just sticking to the original content which you would think the original creators would want to do then what was there a question about i don't know
0: it seems so odd because as far as like tv shows go mia i know that you've like watched a little bit of last airbender here and there but to to me it's like it's fairly close to being a perfect show just mm-hmm. because it's all of a piece the pacing is great. It never really gets like a. It, it doesn't have any really like deep valleys or anything. It builds the entire way. The characters are charming. The world is inventive. Like you, you, you which was going to be like my, my positive spin on why is it endured so long, because it's just kind of that good, and it has kind of these um, I think messages that resonate pretty well for our time. It's very anti-authoritarian. It's very kind of pro-empathy which i think has connected to a lot of people who are watching it now um it's richly written it's well written it, it just seemed like a can't miss proposition so this is definitely just sad to hear amanda what what drew you to avatar the last airbender before you got this disastrous horrible news
1: oh i mean when i was in school it just it you know the humor is so such a big part of the show and um Just watching it as a kid, it's hilarious, they're great characters, like you mentioned, the world-building and the magic system is so intricate and amazing. But I think I recently rewatched it, like, a couple months ago, and I just think that it's, like you said, so relevant to some of the issues that we're facing in society today, and it's so anti-authoritarian, and... Even the jokes that I would have just written off as silly or ridiculous as a kid, it's like, they're so relevant and so clever and i there were so many things that re-watching it i noticed and was actually really surprised to see held up over this amount of time so i think that's why so many people are coming back to it
0: yeah it has this great mix of like it, it does have a, a serious message and deals with like serious things but it it, it, it remains a pretty light-hearted easy watch the whole way through yeah. i mean one of the things that the the older movie did horribly was like take out all of the humor, just like have this straight face and Mike Shyamalan seriousness it was one of the many many problems with that movie. I wonder if it was something like that with Netflix. I don't know. Again, we have no idea. Okay, so I'm 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 feeling so many feelings about it. Um, I think tomorrow or Friday Netflix is getting the. Avatar Last Airbender sequel show, The Legend of Korra, which came a few years later, and famously also kind of underwent um, studio meddling with Nickelodeon with, with at the time. I mean, have you seen that show?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually just recently watched Korra for the first time after my rewatch of The Last Airbender, and mm-hmm. I think that it stands up to it. Um, I will agree that it's the lesser series of the two in terms of storytelling, but I think it gets a lot of hate unnecessarily.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this was one of those things, like, back in the day, Mia, I'm not sure if you're familiar with The Legend of Korra.
2: Oh, yeah, I know about The Legend of Korra for sure. I feel like that... When did that come out, though? Because it was, like, a couple years...
0: Like, it was, like, 2010s, like, the kind of... Okay, because I felt like I
2: was, like, I knew... Because, like, I was generally aware of when Avatar came out and I was a kid. And, again, I for no, I really don't know why I never, like, tuned into it. Like, it definitely seems like it was up my alley. Um, and then when Korra came out, I, that's probably when I was, like, in high school. And I was kind of, like, going away from cartoons anyway. Sure, sure. I was like, yeah, I don't really. If I never watched Avatar, then I'll need to watch Korra.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, it, it was one of those famous backlash shows. Like, while it was happening... Like, there were fans who didn't like that it was different from The Last Airbender, and then there were, like, the contingent of people that, like, it's about a girl, that's not cool, um, which is a whole oh. other kind of, which, yeah. which happens occasionally. Um, but I agree with you, Amanda, that it is a good show. I don't think it's, like, as coherent as the first one, like, kind of throughout the whole thing. And, and there is a legacy with that show of the network kind of meddling and not let them do what they do, which apparently is just these guys' lot in life. They just can't get their vision on the screen as they picture it. But it's a good series and a great compliment to the show. And I just regret that now some of the enthusiasm has been taken out of the Last Airbender Korra bubble right at the time when it could be being kicked into overdrive.
1: Yeah. I don't even have anything else to add to that. It's just so upsetting, honestly. Um, I mean, hopefully, maybe some people will discover Quora for the first time on Netflix, and that'll kind of keep the train going, but I don't think the live action right now is getting quite the hype I that it know. could
0: be. I mean, they're right. I guess it could be good. I, I just love that line from DiMartino. It's like, it could be good, but it won't be our vision. I'm like, ugh, just damn it, with yeah. faint praise. I mean, it, I, I just thought of this, kind of a final thought. I almost think that, like, because the Last Airbender is such a good coherent series i almost think like Korra might be a better one to adapt as live action like the characters are older it's got more kind of mature themes whatever that means there's like less mm-hmm. wacky anime type comedy and it's not as yeah. good so like it's an opportunity to <laughs> kind of fix what a couple of things that went yeah. wrong maybe
1: Yeah, it's also more modern. I feel like they do a lot more with technology in that show, so it would be less about the bending, because I feel like stuff like bending and those kinds of magic systems are so hard to translate to live action anyway. Like, how do you just have people shooting fire out of their fists in live
0: action without a giant budget? Well, if you're M. Night Shyamalan, you have the earthbenders do a dance together and have them punch in one direction and have, like, a rock the size of my fist like fly a quarter of a mile across the screen, endangering everybody who can't step away in the next five minutes. Um, that oh, didn't no. work, and I I am curious to see how 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 they do that part of it. But yeah, I mean I, I guess the the bottom line is this is lame and it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, and now my. Uh, how, how how ratcheted down is your enthusiasm after this news
1: a lot I feel like it doesn't help that um, like you said we've have we've had this adaptation already where it's terrible and everybody was disappointed and then like you have a second go and it seems like it might get screwed up again I feel like it's bad enough the first time usually the second time they're kind of more on board to get things right uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess Silver Lining, if it's terrible again, at least the base show is still really, really good and stands up by itself. <laughs> any it's other... on
1: Netflix. You can watch it.
0: It is, yeah. Everybody has Netflix, Dreaming Wars. Um, any other final thoughts, Amanda or Mia, on this? I'm just going to go ahead and call it debacle.
2: <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, is the Avatar fan, I'm going to solidify... Uh themselves into this space where it's like they can't catch a break like I can't really think of any other fandoms perhaps that have had it maybe like there's some stuff in Star Wars where it's like it was really really good and then say. it was like after the prequels you know just constant disappointment not everywhere but <laughs> I was like that my fingers is. are crossed for you all <laughs> that <laughs> maybe that I'm, I'm holding out hope that maybe Netflix, cannot, Netflix can pull some magic yeah, we'll yeah I think
1: mean, it's Netflix so if anybody could do it, I feel like they could maybe pull through, but...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Pull.
0: I'll hope for the best, and, um... Just stop being as excited about it and see what happens. <laughs> All right, Amanda, well, thanks for coming by Take the Black Live.
2: Thank you. Come Thank back anytime.
0: You yeah, and, um... I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow, and hopefully, we'll have you back on here to discuss something a little uh, cheerier sometime.
1: Yeah. I'll enjoy the rest of the show, guys.
0: Bye. 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 All right. Cool. And we are transitioning. All right. Um, up next, Mia and I have both watched the first five episodes of Lovecraft Country, the hot new horror show on HBO. We're going to talk about it for you. But first, I thought we'd take a little bit of a detour into. Um, the new 2021, a song of ice and fire calendar Ooh. being put out from, I believe, Penguin, available now. And Mia, I-, I wanted to highlight this for a couple of reasons. First, it's really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you're seeing some pictures. You know, we got every year, um, George RR R. R. Martin and company, like, find an artist to create different images from a song of ice and fire, not from uh, Game of Thrones to, to be part of this kind of really elaborate calendar. Mm-hmm. And every year it's always really, really cool. I mean, the books may not be coming out, but these things are coming out like clockwork. <laughs> and there are just some really, really gorgeous images here. Um, and this year it's by Sam Hogg, an artist named Sam Hogg. Um, we got pictures like, well, I'll let them scroll across the screen. There we go. Yeah. That's uh, Theon and Jane Poole at Winterfell, oh, at very Ramsey Bolton, very, very pretty. We also got, I personally like the one of, uh, <laughs> that's young Cersei Lannister talking to um, Maggie the Frog, the old witch oh. woman who <laughs> tells her that she will be toppled one day. I love Cersei's face at any time. It always looks so haughty. Like you yeah. can't tell her anything. And finally, this classic image of Daenerys torching the hell out of uh, Astapor. Oh my God, And claiming like, her unsolored army. They're always nice, they're always good. It's available now. And you know Mia, huh, this what? month we we might just be giving away one of these calendars at the WIC club which is a kind of members only club where you get extra uh, extra articles extra videos and a monthly prize and I think this way we're gonna this month we're going to give away the 2021 song oh, of my supplier calendar oh my gosh. I know can you even contain your enthusiasm <laughs>
2: I'm such a big like art person um, and these just alone, like just to have these as a print to me, they're so beautiful. Like I'm looking back at them now, I'm like, oh my gosh, if only I, if only I had like an ounce of this amount of talent in me, um, I actually, <laughs> I bought an Apple pencil and like an app to draw on my iPad. I'm like, I my my skill level is nowhere near this. This is really exciting. I think my favorite is that Daenerys. That's just, like, something to have. Like, you might, whatever month that is, you might not even want to change the date after that. Just have it on your wall, like,
0: for the whole year. <laughs> and there are nine others, too. Yeah. As well as, like, a like, two-page spread uh, that's just uh, some Ooh. romance of the dragon. like a, a dragon fight. So, yeah, always really pretty. Sam Hogg is great. She's an illustrator from way back. She has a lot of really cool work. And, um, yeah, if you join the Wick club, you just may get a chance to win the calendar in a giveaway so feel free to consider it and in the meantime mia you and i are going to talk about uh lovecraft country a new show coming to hbo this sunday i believe so we both watched the first five episodes because they gave us screeners thank you hbo um let's just dive right in what did you think
2: yeah oh my gosh i i Wow. <laughs> it's it's another one of those HBO home runs. It's like they really kind of consistently back to back been having some really great series. And this one is no exception. Um, man, I, do, I love all the different facets about it. It's like, you know, you've got it from Jordan Peele. So you can expect some of his flair in it. Um, a little bit of bad robot. Um, and, you know, it's adapted from a novel. So you've got all these elements coming in from the novel at play. And on top of all that, it's like horror, like, I may have told you all this before or I'm losing my mind now between my other podcasts. I was expecting it to be kind of like the outsider where it's like the, the horror is kind of low key. It's downplayed. Little. It's like, no, they will. They're going to make sure you are scared <laughs> out of your mind. Like from the get go. So I was really like just impressed by the whole thing.
0: Like the show does a ton of different kinds of horror too. Yeah. Like, and it, it goes there. Like there's, there's like like Lovecraftian horror is all about like the fear of the unknown
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: do that. There's also like straight up David Cronenberg disgusting body horror later yeah. in the season. Like that fifth episode with the with the I'm, I'm not, not going to spoil yeah, it. No, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's a that's a great one. The body horror stuff. I was like, "Oh, like I was recording from the screen. It was it was yeah. it was an HBO only kind of thing." Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's a really cool ghost story in there. It's more spooky. Like it, it's very varied. And yeah. um, what about? But the, the the thing that's interesting about the show is that it, you're right. It, it's not subtle. I and I think that's like a a good thing. And it could be a bad thing if you look at it one way. Like it, it's not like The Outsider, where this is like a low key um, story about people who brush against the supernatural and have to reconcile it. It is like full bore, first episode, monsters in the night, like, um, hell beasties tearing you apart, um, not, not subtle with the horror element, but it does tie in, I mean, to some really serious topics. Yeah. Like, so the, the show is set, um, in the 1950s, kind of the, the Jim Crow era and revolves around three characters, all African-Americans Um, Who are looking for The main character's missing father Mm -hmm. And it's basically like It starts out anyway, it's like a road trip movie And They don't pull any punches at all With the depictions of The racism of that time And like And again, not spoiling stuff, but like They don't make it like Oh, like in the 50s The south was a bad place to be Like no, they're in the north and it's terrifying Like the racism Yeah let me know what you think of 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 that side of the of the the show
2: yeah it's really um and today oh my gosh i went through a long bout of interviews Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. entire cast full cast including the uh showrunner creator misha green um and pretty much it was unanimous with everyone like of course this was meant to be front and center for a reason um and that this also has many sides to it, but it it kind of all goes back to H. P. Lovecraft himself, who has you know had uh, very racist ideas. He didn't he didn't shy away from his feelings about you know black people basically or, or um, you know other races. Um, and in a way, it's kind of like everyone was kind of h- happy to transform his works. And to be like, you know, now we've got the power in our hands to to show them what we can do, to show them, um, you know, how we can make things great. All that to say, though, like touching on the racism specifically in the show and those themes, um, it really is kind of like in your face as a way to say, hey, like, you know, this may seem scary. This may seem like over the top or contrived, but it's really not you know you've got mentions of like the first episode is called sundown mention of sundown towns mentions of um you know not being able to you know or being the first black person in an all-white neighborhood and just facing those kinds of things it's like these are real yesterday they were real way back when they were real today um and so it, it really just kind of puts it out there and i think for the audiences who watch it they're like you know if you can relate to it gonna be like wow this is amazing that (laughs) how have we not progressed since the 1950s for everyone watching it it's kind of like it's it's really just an eye-opener so i know it's a long answer
0: oh no but we're we're all about that
2: yeah it's like this show is really kind of packed deep in this kind of multi-layer just symbolism and themes and all that (laughs) yeah like
0: watching it for me like again like as a a not not just a white guy but like uh, among the whitest guys you'll, you'll probably ever meet um, like it was, just, it was just interesting to me to like see like it's completely point of view w- with the black characters Yeah. Like w- one thing I noticed was like so it's like timely is a word I think will probably get applied to this show a lot because obviously it's coming on the heels of the George Floyd protests and the protests in the streets and it, it was interesting to me that like the police in this show like I feel like in a different show made like only like five years ago, there would be like a good police character or something. Mm. It was like trying to like, like get rid of these kind of bad apples in the police department and like try to restore it. But like, no, the police are just this like figuratively and literally demonic force that are just out yeah. to harass the main characters. And th- there's again, like, not a ton of big splashy shows like this are told with this kind of point of view and it Mm. was for me like a bit of a bracing like whoa i I haven't seen something like this before i mean frankly like the horror parts were more familiar and almost comforting (laughs) Mm. to watch (laughs) than those other parts that are like I i think more of like the point of what they're trying to get at
2: yeah and I have to kind of, I guess, commend, you know, the people in the background who have, you know, okayed the script and who have okayed, you know, getting all this stuff oh, on yeah. the screen. Because kind of like you said with the police, it made me think, I was like, well, you know, black people have always had a complicated relationship with the police. Like, you know, someone, Journey Smollett had mentioned how, you know, when she was living in the 90s about, you know, the whole Rodney King incident um, right. and how she was protesting with that. So it's like, you know, this hasn't, gone away for black people but i think when you're looking at a media landscape specifically um there's obviously more openness to showing these things and to showing the reality of these situations so it's like yeah maybe five years ago somebody would have been like you know in the boardroom well we have to you know appease the people so we have to have one good apple we have to have one you know good (laughs) you know white savior sort of person
0: (laughs) I mean, like, and again, like, remember, like, this show was made, like, a a couple years back. Like, before this kind of, like, exploded or, or, like, the the most recent protest kind of got a ton of coverage. Right. So it feels like HBO's a bit ahead of the curve here, which is always what they've sort of done. So it's, um, I'm glad to see that. And again, like, i we're talking serious stuff here. But the show, I mean, like, it is also fun. Oh,
2: yeah. Like, there's...
0: There's a lot of different tones, a lot of different kinds of horrors. There's one episode that like reminded me of Indiana Jones a lot, where they're like, <laughs>
2: yeah, y- 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 you, you, know, know what I'm
0: talking know. about, yeah, and they're like kind of rooting through, looking for a yeah. like like a thing, like I was consistently surprised with where it went. By the way, do not trust. Um, I-, I won't say anything, but like the trailers and the synopses, like if you just if if I just believe that. I, uh, the show would be, it goes places I didn't think it would yeah. based on what you've just been told, based on the, the, the trailer and the synopses. Yeah.
2: Like, it, yeah. It,
0: it, it, it has not yet stopped surprising me.
2: I think the trailer is like only like one tiny speck uh-huh. of what the show is in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, for sure, it's it's a really kind of thrilling show. You've got funny moments, you know, where it kind of, lightens up here or there where you're laughing or you're like oh you know <laughs> like it, it it it's a it's a ball of emotions i guess so yeah it's it's not going to be horror back to back or back or you know blunt racism back to back to back they they do give you moments to breathe um yeah. so i would say the pacing is you know generally pretty good i think i watched every single episode in the dark at you know late at oh. night so that was my fault
0: <laughs> me i wouldn't do it
2: if you watch it when it airs, you know, 9 and 10 o'clock, then you should be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally had the light on when I watched it. I, 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 I wasn't about to do that. I've made that mistake before. Um, I, I watched, like, this is just a, a really quick story. I watched, like, the Twin Peaks in the dark, like an episode where it was really scary, and I, like, still yeah. have nightmares. Um, oh. Julie says, oh, scary, awesome. I agree. Christian Hannah says, this sounds good, can't wait. Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. Like uh, the uh, the prospect of uh, the of the splash it might make, so I'm definitely looking forward to how people respond this Sunday when it mm-hmm. airs on HBO. I don't know what time eight, nine, seven, somewhere around there.
2: <laughs> the old the old Westworld time. I, I was like, okay, I'm West- back on my Westworld shift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, do, do you have anything else to say about uh, Lovecraft Country? Any other comments?
2: oh well of course i will plug again our podcast lovecraft country chronicles uh we're on spotify all tunes all those places we've finally penciled in dan as a guest for um not this i guess it would be for whenever episode three airs we're going to discuss that and he's going to be on so uh if you as you can see i had a lot to say and not enough time to say it so there on the podcast we've uh Got um, someone else from our network, Natalie Zamora. She's an awesome co-host. We have two episodes in the can already, so um, you know, whenever you're invested in the podcast or in the show, go listen to the podcast, and we'll have tons and tons of stuff to talk about.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I also want to say, before we go, um, I think what the the show is replacing the time slot as Perry Mason, which just ended its final episode. And I just will—I just want to say, um, that show was really good. That show was really well acted. That show was really um, well made, well paced, good performances, good writing. A story that also kept me guessing. Subtle, uh, beautiful, 30 setting. It just got renewed. And um, I'm in. I was like slow to kind of adopt that one. But yeah. now, now that the first season is complete, I can recommend it. It's like a good, solid detective yarn that um, took sort of a, a, a campy old series, Perry Mason, and <laughs> did end up updating it in a way that doesn't um, that made it feel more relevant to today.
2: Got it. Like
0: Perry Mason, the famous um, kind of Perry Mason moment from the old show is when he's such a good lawyer that the person he's grilling confesses on the stand. He's like, I did it! I <laughs> killed him! It was me! Which is ridiculous. Never, ever happens in real life. So I was like, how are they going to pull that off in the show? And the answer is, like they didn't. Like They hung a thing on it. Like No one confesses on the stand. No one does yeah. confess on the stand. It's a little more realistic down to earth. But I liked it. Julie couldn't get into it. But I ended up liking it. I guess I just mm. uh, s- spent enough time with it that I got Perry Mason Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I'm all in for a second season.
2: Woohoo. That's cool. exciting. Um, what network I mean, is Christian asks, is it on? Uh, Lovecraft is on HBO if you're talking about Perry Mason, also on HBO. So
0: Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender on Netflix, Netflix. as is the <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's terrible live action remake even though it will be out for years. I mean, anything else you want to say before we sign off?
2: Uh, no, you know, I was excited that they uh, video game really quick, they released uh, Marvel's Avengers video game, so I've been yeah, beta, looking at yeah. some Let's Play That, the beta. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I hadn't like really watched anything outside of Lovecraft, so it was kind of nice to see, like, I got a, a little bit of taste of Marvel <laughs> this weekend.
0: Thank so God. that's what's been going on. Yeah. You've been so Julie says to bring, bring back Raymond Burr, is he alive? No, he is dead. <laughs> Raymond Burr died in 93. So I'm afraid he cannot come back. But, you know, <laughs> the miracle of technology. If Tupac can go on tour, I don't see why Raymond Burr can't find another oh, very amazing movie. Oh, Carrie so- Fisher. <laughs> like- oh, no. Don't be right, Carrie Fisher. i So maybe we'll see what happens. Otherwise, yeah, some good TV coming out, even though it's missed the midst of the pandemic. And um, if you want to hear us blather in podcast form, we are available itunes google play where our podcasts are available if you haven't rated us um five stars or you know four if you absolutely have to um feel free to go over to itunes and do so and otherwise we'll be back next week for more discussion and the Wit club link is up there thanks so much for watching today guys we will see you next week bye bye hey.